Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we're, we're indebted to Twitter for a thread... Uh, that appeared yesterday, and we uh, we followed that up and spoke to the person behind it, a l- local um, journalist yeah. back in the day called Alex Morrison, and who got some fantastic stories from his followers and brought some of them to us. Anyway, more would be explained when you hear it. There's some sport in there somewhere. We had a chat with Martin Kellner, yep. who uh, looked at some very interesting programs. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, for his uh, week of sport on TV. And we also looked at a bit of non-sporting telly, as always, with uh, the star's very own Mike Ward. We had a chat, didn't we? We did, a couple of chats. You got involved uh, telling us a few of your stories, so here it all is. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. We had a chat about last night's game and a mm. very amusing moment when Thomas Partey got the red card. <clears> and <throat> As he walked off, Arsenal were already applying to have Sunday's game called off. Well, a bit of satire. <laughs> you, you, could, you could clearly see, I mean, far be it from me to spring of the defence of Arsenal, because I first looked at the team sheet and I thought, hello. Yeah, well, but not then, surprising. But then, when you saw those players playing, you could see... Uh, that they were well mm. off the boil, weren't mm. they? Um, mm. Smith Rowe and uh, Tommy Asu were the ones that immediately spoke. Yeah, I suppose mind. it's a bit like the opposite of Chelsea, isn't it? If you play too few games, Burnley might find yeah. this, then, you, then you're not up to speed. But then, then too many players, you're flogged and too few you're not up to speed. Too many players having to come back from injury yeah. earlier, so and the percentage, you can the see difference. why it happened. Oh, yeah, the difference in percentage at this level, you know, if you just off a couple of percent. I mean, Tommy Asu was great before the... Yeah before his injury break and he was pretty poor last night but you know he's a good player and uh, apparently though the dressing room door uh, at uh, the Emirates is a bit stiff and the 
maintenance guys run out of WD-40, so they've had to ask the Premier League for a postponement. Oh, it's another reason. <laughs> oh, he's laying it on. He's laying it on thick today. Oh, I was very sorry to hear about Emma's blisters. Well, yeah, I know you weren't particularly... I didn't. I was thinking that yesterday <laughs> wouldn't be particularly sympathetic, but um, she, her team told her not to play. Yeah. I mean, how would that play? I mean, you know, it's all very well... No, I admire if I, And blisters are... Let's be honest, they've been joking. They are pretty painful, so, yeah, yeah. No, not very pleasant. And... Uh, the old Bert would have been <clears> rubbing <throat> his neck. Bert well, Troutman, wasn't a Bert you know. Troutman, that's true. It wasn't true. a Bert Troutman, was but, it? But uh, Alan Smith, bless him, he was so desperate for Arsenal to get back into it. Desperate for <clears throat> VAR <clears throat> to rule out Josh's go. He went the full Gunnosaurus last yeah. night. <laughs> You could you could definitely hear the sadness in Alan's voice. A sadness that I don't always notice when he's co-commentating on Spurs. Spurs. It's always a touch more relish when the opposition score than maybe it was when Jota's uh, second goal was I've been confirmed. having to take various journalists to task about <laughs> writing stories about Chelsea. Honestly, it is quite fantastic. When they beat Juventus 4-0, mm. no one said anything. Best team in the world. Best I think I said it world, yeah. Are they the best team yeah, in the oh, world? Oh, yeah. You know, and it, I just asked this question to people like Matt Law and people like James Robinson. How would Liverpool get on without Alexandra and Arnold and Robertson for four months? How how might they play well, when question. it's key to the way they play? Right. You know, it's, it is difficult. And, the, you know, it's Chelsea's fault that the backups aren't as good as they could be. But, you know, when you lose two absolute key players, mm. you know, you know what I mean? It's not easy. Now, you, um, you went to Brentford. We left you the other night going to Brentford, Manchester United, and uh, you had issues. And the issue was that because um, the... The floodlights are quite low. Mm. They were getting in your eyes, and you were going to wear sunglasses. I discovered later cap. on in the show they mm. weren't they weren't a kind of pair of separate sunglasses. They were those kind of clip-on <laughs> things you put over your existing glasses. They're actually, no, they were my father-in-law's. I think they were World War Two <clears throat> glasses. Really? So you did <laughs> really? wear sunglasses in the end? They were proper sunglasses. Yeah. They, so I was wearing double glasses, as they say. Yeah. Oh, so you put his glasses over your glasses? Yeah. So you had two pairs of glasses. Funny on. enough. The, his glasses over my glasses was better than his glasses under my glasses. I couldn't quite work out though why that should be. <laughs> I don't Probably know. With your because you're of a light. man that really your prescription is is yeah, incredible. I'm, if I'm being really honest, uh, and as I'm getting on a bit now, I do struggle at football, uh, even with the glasses. When I'm sitting at Chelsea, and it's all up the other end. I'm kind of <laughs> I might as well wear the glasses. I'm kind of relying on my son to tell me what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a picture of Andy's glasses over the glasses. If you've ever worn glasses over your glasses. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's quite difficult to pull off. We've got there it is. We've got the picture. It's, it's on TSH and J, and it, and they're a different shaped glasses, aren't they? It looks like you're a welder. It's they um, are like Nuzret salt based glasses. They are like salt based mm. glasses, but they're World War Two, are they? But uh, yeah, was uh, he a sniper? Your father in law glasses, but it it did yeah. actually help. That was the mad thing about it. I wasn't going to wear them. I put them on. I thought. Actually, this is working. And I took them on. I thought, no, I'll keep them on because it really was better. Did uh, anybody mm. comment? Well, yeah. What did they say? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you wearing sunglasses? Sun they heard us talking about yes, it and then saw They you. had heard us talking about and it. So, so they, they, they knew, knew you were going to turn up in Absolutely. your sunglasses. Uh, it was a funny game, though, wasn't it? I mean, first half. Mm. I, I was thinking at half time, this is one of the worst Manchester United teams I've ever seen. They're absolutely useless. Brentford should have been 3 0 up. Second half, they improved. I mm. uh, thought uh, McTominay played very well, second half. And they, they deserved to win in the end, no question. And also, I should correct myself in a way. We've been talking about Jaden Sancho, and I saw a stat last night mm. about mm. the top 10 assist makers in Europe since 2018. He's right up there. He's about fourth or fifth. Yeah. It is odd that he's not doing it for United, isn't he? He's obviously a good player, but there you go. Early days. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Pod. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Talk to me, Annie Jacobs, uh, here on Talk Sport. We're going to talk transfers uh, a little bit later on with Julian Leroy. One of the interesting stories today with uh, Duncan Ferguson uh, being interviewed at the moment, mm. head of the weekend's games, in caretaker charge. Um, but they're talking about Fabio Cannavaro as suddenly being in the frame. He's interviewed <coughs> well, apparently, the Telegraph saying today. But he's managed in China and he's managed in the Middle they, East. They're going to do what they always do, Everton. Duncan will come in, they'll get an uplift because he knows... He feels the club and he knows how to get the players going and he, w- he won't suffer anything. They always get good results. And then they bring in somebody like Cannavar and they'll be rubbish again. What's the point? Give him the job. Yeah, he probably <laughs> he deserves... He gets the results, give him the job. He deserves a crack at it, doesn't he, you would think? He's got to want it, of course. I mean, you said that he doesn't, but, you know. Anyway, yeah. very interesting thread appeared on Twitter uh, the other day from a guy called Alex Morrison. Alex is a, 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 a journalist. He's been a, a local newspaper journalist... And he basically invited other local newspaper journalists to tell their war stories of what are called walk-ins, when they say there's someone in reception and then everybody hides because they don't want to because they know it's probably going to be something quite crackpot. But it's been meat and drink on this show, the crackpot local (laughs) news story. Very funny. We couldn't have got by without them. It was a very funny Mm. thread, and lots and lots of journalists responded to the point where he's saying, 
Blimey, I think I'm going to have to write a book. Um, and I think um, what's been going on in Afterlife with Ricky Gervais and his character has made people maybe a little bit more aware of that sort of local newspaper journalist lot, really. And we're very pleased to say Alex is a football fan, joins us now. Alex, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you have any idea that it, it would, uh, you know, turn into what it has turned into? You know, hundreds and hundreds of people in your, uh, your profession telling their stories. No, not at all. I mean, I think this probably outweighs all the previous replies I've had to everything I've ever tweeted up to now. And there's some. Re- there's been some really good stuff. It's probably worth saying. I kind of uh, sort of paraphrase it, but that was essentially it. Isn't it? Your reception call the editorial office in the local newspaper, which isn't like Lou Grant, as people have established now. It's a, you know, it's a little bit more down home than well, that. Presumably, the inspiration is afterlife, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, well, I, I mean, has that has that helped? You think has that made the public a bit more aware of it? Yeah, I think so. And I think um, you, you often hear kind of, you, you see stuff about kind of the media and you think of this sort of big shining offices and, mm. you know, covering government press conferences and stuff. And and I think Afterlife really shows you a, a completely different side of it. It's much more familiar to me and obviously familiar to a lot of people because it's, it's obviously touched a nerve on Twitter. Um, and I think Afterlife and, and the book that I'm now been sort of forced into writing more or less um, can, can take a more sort of... Um, happy look at local journalism you know it's not about all the all the amazing weird and wonderful things that come in and the, and the part that local journalists play in their kind of communities yeah that twitter thread was fantastic i mean do you have a particular favorite and ones that people sent into you i mean there's there's so many i think the one the one thing and it, it really kind of chimes with afterlife but there's there's so many um kind of vegetable stories yeah. you know being called down someone says i got called down for a pair there's a bloke in reception with a pair of really big cucumbers um <laughs> and there's a, there's another a cucumber that looks like a dolphin and someone's put a picture of that and it actually does uh, there's a potato that looks like winston churchill um so there's there's all that kind of stuff someone else just came in with a stuffed badger um, so yeah, I mean the, the stories that come in are just just amazing, and there's there's serious ones too where people have kind of uncovered the beginning of really like important stories. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the weird and wonderful, funny ones. And on a kind of sporting side, there's uh, someone came in their their horse had won a trophy, presumably for some sort of horse racing, uh, and they brought the horse into reception. It's quite an amazing, amazing thing to choose to do. Uh, you think you maybe for, just bring the trophy, but bring the whole horse. For a photo, obviously. It's a bloke in reception with a horse. There were, the, the, one of the weirdest ones was uh, somebody in Wales who contacted the local newspaper, and there's a link to the story as well, saying, as a bloke in reception wants to tell you about uh, the Nazi war criminal Rudolf Hess's greyhound that used to run in Wales. <laughs> yeah, this is incredible. Yeah. I, I had to read through this story to believe it. But yeah, Ru- Rudolf Hess apparently was a uh, prisoner of war in Britain, in Wales, in the, in the Second World War. And uh, he was in a kind of, uh, in a hospital of kind of mental illness. And they gave him a dog to kind of help him feel better. And this greyhound was, was taken for walks and stuff by a soldier who was sort of guarding him. And it turned out to be a really good racing greyhound. So apparently everyone in this sort of area around Merthyr Tidville kind of years gone by sort of knew about this amazing sort of what what they called a Nazi greyhound. Obviously the greyhound, you know, <laughs> well, not, that's a bit maybe time, not quite. A bit time the greyhound. Really. Yeah, the greyhound, really. If you're talking about those sort of things, uh, somebody coming in and saying that oh, they'd seen Osama bin Laden living in Skegness. Yeah, that was someone. Yeah, someone walked into Radio Lincolnshire, and the, and the, the reporter said that the thing that you all, always sort of fear in this kind of situation that you're wondering is this possibly real? You know, you get you get stories come in, and you think like ninety nine percent this is rubbish. One percent, I'm turning down like the greatest story of my life. Mm. I mean, I don't think 
Bin Laden and Skegness quite panned out. But I mean, some of them obviously do come off to be real, but you've obviously got, you know, when people walk in, you've got no idea what you're dealing with. And you've, that's your first thing. You're kind of, you're, you're sort of applying a kind of spidey sense of like, is this at all credible? Is there any way this could be real? Or do I just need to kind of usher this person towards the door? And, it, and it's interesting, the thought process that goes into someone rocking up at the reception of a local newspaper. <clears throat> I mean, there's one of them here where someone says, oh, there's a late, somebody in reception with a stuffed badger. <clears throat> but then what they expect you to do with that? I mean, you're not going to put it on the front page, but there's quite a few of those, isn't there? But people just rock up and you think, well, what's the news angle on this? Yeah, and I think sometimes you sort of think, is there any way we can do this story just to kind of make this, you know, sort of make this situation go away? Um, but then I think that a lot of people have said as well that now a lot of local newspapers have moved out of the kind of town that they cover, you know, to kind of bigger sort of central offices. You have lost that that link, and the, the I think people sort of feel a little bit like they loan they they own their their local paper and that they can just come in and say you know, this has happened to me and this is my moment, you know, this is my 15 minutes of fame and would you please take a picture of the stuff badger? I also like the one where a blank came into him, he'd invented something and he wanted to demonstrate it to one of the reporters and it turned out to be the obit editor. Oh, yeah, I saw that one as well. I can't remember what they'd invented. Yeah. But, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I don't know quite how that fits with the obit editor. But, yeah, I guess people just talk to whoever is willing to listen. And somebody popping into reception and saying, there's a man here who wants to complain that we don't cover enough local chess or local swimming. I mean, really, <laughs> how much... I guess the other thing, because, you know, somebody who lives in the area is interested in something, doesn't mean the rest of the world will be, of course. No, exactly. And and you've it's so difficult, I think, for local newspaper reporters to do that. And and on, on the other side, you get you get people who really don't like what you have covered. You know, they obviously there's there's people who for obvious reasons don't want to be in the local paper. And we we had one well, my first paper was the Crawley News in Sussex. And uh, we'd, we'd carried a, an announcement about a new baby born. So it's just a classified like it's not something the reporters are checking. It's just someone rings in and says, you know, congratulations, mum and dad, you know, baby Joe born whatever date. And as it happened, the dad disputed that he was the dad uh, and he came and kicked our door in. He came and kicked the door down to get into the office for our terrible journalism. I mean, obviously, you think it's the most innocuous thing in the world, you know, an announcement of a new baby. But, Hmm. you know, again, it's really like it's really personal to people. I think what goes in there sort of, you know, the local rag. And this Um, one, we're talking of babies. This bloke was angry that his baby hadn't won baby of the year in the baby. (laughs) Can't get angry about that. It's lovely to think that that just that there's someone in reception uh, is is the the way everybody gets their head down. Before we let you go, you are a Kevin Druids fan. Is this Ah. right? That's exactly right. Yeah, I've been going since uh, we've been going sort of once a year with a group of mates for about twenty years. We've not been able to go for the last couple of years for obvious reasons. We're kind of uh, sizing up a new visit, but um, they're having yeah, a bad, bad season, season, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are rock yeah, bottom winless. of the table. They're about fifteen yeah. points adrift at the bottom of the stadium. Not good. Exactly. Yeah, they're about to put a run together. I think they're just on the verge. <laughs> well, look, this will be a book ultimately, will it, Alex? Yes, it has to be now. I've, I've, I've unfortunately put, I've, I've gone public, haven't I? I've put myself, uh, I've put myself mm. on the chopping block for it. So I've, yeah, I've promised my editor in a sense that I'm going to write this, and now I've got to deliver it. That'd be good. <laughs> nice one. Good, good to talk to you. Thanks, thanks for joining Magic. us. Thank you. There are Alex Morrison there, and uh, do look out for his book. Mm. Of course, our old friend Dave Spikey did mm. Dead Man Weds. That was a sitcom, oh, yeah. wasn't it? That's Built right. in the world of local newspapers. Yeah, it was good. Um, so I think that's still available, but it was really good. So uh, anyway, that's.
uh, our thanks to Alex. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Billy Reid, as you were just hearing, will oh, be yeah. in the dugout. Graham Potter's unfortunately uh, contracted the virus and won't be there tomorrow. But I think I've seen Billy quite recently, and if they ever have a Premier League Henry VIII lookalike contest, yeah. Billy's going to walk it. Um, I'm he, going with Jiggins. He's, he, he has got a look of, uh, of the Suns' Paul Jiggins as well, but with a, a, a fantastic <laughs> Henry VIII-style yeah. beard. Um, do you want an interesting fact about Billy Reid? Anybody commentating <clears throat> on that game is looking mm. for a little fact out that they can put in, um, in into the margin as they do this. He was in a film uh, a couple of years ago, oh, yeah. a film made by a Brighton supporter, and it was a film set in the twenties about uh, I think a, a swimmer, famous swimmer, and it was called Vindication Swim, and uh, Billy was in it playing a pub landlord. So what about he's a movie star? Well, that's tremendous. You get that with everybody else, do you? Not a film that I remember. No, it's it, I, again I, I haven't seen it, but uh, he was in it and, and had that very small part. It was a, bi- a biographical drama of Mercedes Gleitzer, who in 1927 became the first British woman to swim the English Channel. So uh, mm-hmm. there we are, featuring the Brighton assistant manager. Marvellous. Uh, did you see that annoying train announcements are set to uh, disappear? And oh, I yeah. I hope that bloke from Southwest Trains gets banned. That, that that's always one. been one of one of your best <laughs> stories. Andy took it. You know, sometimes you get on a train, don't you? And uh, the, the, the driver goes above and beyond. They don't just give you the info. They're a bit of a self no, he, was, he was the guard. Oh, he was the guard. So yeah. he, he gets on the mic and uh, he does a few gags and he tries to cheer you up. You can see some people are loving it because it's different. Other people, you know... Uh, have a, have, a, have a bit of a look on their face when the, the eyes are raised. But um, Andy, of course, is an eye raiser and uh, took against this fella and would mm. occasionally uh, <laughs> tell him that you thought his jokes were useless, didn't you? Well, I sort of... I, what if he listens to the birthday spread? I put out... Well, <laughs> that's a, that, Mel Brooks compared to that. <laughs> Blimey. So, no, no, I sort of... I put up with it for a few days and I just had enough I'd had enough of him. I thought, you're just not funny, mate. You want to do this, go and work in comedy. Or something. You're a train guy, just do your job. Oh, that's so a shop window for him, Andy. Yeah, there could have been a producer on the train. Well, I was a producer on the train. Oh, that's I true. That is, yeah, that, I suppose and there was, and you get, didn't like it. I get yeah. to Clapham Junction, that's about five stops late, and I've just had enough of this. So I get out the train to tell him what I think of him. And uh, but the trouble is, before I could get back on the train, he sort of give the signal for it to go. <laughs> I left me on the platform. <laughs> Great, it's it good, wasn't it? What you absolutely <laughs> and totally deserved. <laughs> I did. Fantastic. That's, that's yeah, I do point, love that. Did he give you a wave as he drove off? Did well, he? I think he did actually. Did you give him a wave? Uh, sort of after a, wave. a fashion. It's a yes, kind of wave. It involved my hands. Yeah, it did involve your hands <laughs> in a slightly different position to the to the wave. And I've been telling you, I must go to the same sandwich shop as Sun Political. Uh, editor, writer rather, Trevor Kavanagh. But he's yeah. writing this morning about going, getting back to normal life. And he says, your after-work pub will welcome your hard-earned cash, that's true. The sandwich shop where you buy your lunch will once again be delighted to prepare your usual. When's that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> going to pret a Oh, your usual, Mr Jacobs. Yeah, that's right. That's fantastic. Yeah. What are you talking about? Can I... Well, when you try that, Andy, <laughs> pop into Pret or everything or wherever, other sandwich... Where there's a lot of prepaid sandwiches. Oh, or go to M&S or <laughs> yeah. Tesco, where they just yeah. say, can I have my usual, please, <laughs> and see how you get on. I think the other night... Have you ever done that? Is there anywhere you can go where they give you your usual... I mean, there's probably a lot of people. There's probably quite a lot of people who've oh, got pewter place. tankards hanging on a bar. Yeah. As soon as they walk in, in the Farage envelope, yeah. as soon as they walk into a bar, <laughs> down comes the pewter tankard, and uh, 
they're, yes. they're, they're pulling... It's going to be a hand pump, isn't it? That's they're, right. They're, they're pulling the beer. So, yeah. well, you don't even have to ask. Where everybody knows your name. <laughs> that, well, that might make a sitcom, might well, it? be quite good, yeah. So, uh, where can you ask for the usual talk sport? And have you ever tried it? And they say... What's your usual? Because there's no way back from that, is there? When that that look, that look of on their faces. Who are you, and what's your usual? Uh, Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TS eighteen J. Uh, Andy's been pictured in two pairs of glasses. I hope you were massively impressed with that. He went to Brentford with his uh, late uh, um, father-in-law's big old massive welders goggles on um, so he could uh, filter out the light from the Brentford uh, floodlights and um, we've been told by Stuart the Liverpool fan I did a similar thing as Andy whilst driving to Spain for New Year celebrations forgot my prescription sunglasses so I had to double up so oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the regular sunglasses over the prescription glasses. <laughs> well, it's it's an odd look, isn't it? It's really? an odd look. It's not great, but, you know, what, what can you do? Yeah. I see that the Bill Gates has pledged £110 million, or dollars oh. rather, for COVID research. And the blokes who sit next to me at Chelsea, they said the pandemic was down to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's blown their theory. Apparently not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Clips of the week to come, but before all of that, Martin Kellner's here, as you probably know now, with a week of sport on TV. Martin, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, boys. Uh, as you mentioned, Azuri uh, Road to Wembley. Start mm. with that one. Yeah. Uh, because I was checking on the uh, Netflix website, because mm. I, I had the impression it was maybe two or three episodes long. It's just one episode. Okay. One episode. About an hour long? Uh, an hour and one minute long. Okay. All in Italian. Um, but it's another one of those very glossy sort of Netflix... Behind uh, the behind scenes. Behind the scenes things. Like all or nothing for the Italian team. Very similar to that. It's mm. uh, a good access and it's basically following them during the training and everything up to um, up to the final, which has... Sounds, really, sounds really interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting and it's uh, helped you with your Italian. If you, <laughs> if <you're trying> <laughs> yeah, yeah, crash I, course. I'm looking at... Uh, the Imagine ne- your Italian swearing would really come on, wouldn't mm. it? From, Absolutely. Yeah. There's a bit of that. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the... Um, in fact, I, I know one Italian... I won't do it in case you've got Italian people listening okay but i know a very good uh, italian swear word <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it to yourself martin yes, yes, i will i will as well yeah, yeah. there's yeah. an aaron ramsey fe- feature because uh, they've gone off him a bit at Juve, it's not Juve, is it no. the oh, italian team it's the italy team it's basically up to the euros but i like the thing they say on the website so this film is feel good now, it's, that depends how you look at it, really, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. And I, I love the commentary at the, you know, that starts, basically, with them winning the penalty shootout. Yeah. And the commentator says, an Italian flag is flying on Europe's roof. Ooh. I didn't know they got a detachable roof over the whole of Europe. Yeah. I'm glad we got out when we did. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, he says, an Italian flag is flying on Europe's roof. Oh, wow. um, and then bold. we go back from that uh, moment when they won the uh, Euros to uh, un mese prima which means one month earlier oh, and they're all yeah. meeting up one month earlier and uh, Mancini very good uh, and Viali uh, there as well um, Viali's in yeah. there Viali seems to spend more of a, takes more of a part in the training yeah. you know Mancini's mm. a sort of a bit of a distant presence if you like yeah. very calm though that that was what I was impressed with the, um, the the way they dealt with in a fairly sort of prosaic way they didn't go over the top yeah. apart from the commentator of course yeah of course oh it sounds good though mm. I'm going to check yeah. that it's on Netflix well, yeah. that's on Netflix um, you've been watching the bowls Martin every year BBC2 do the bowls don't 
they? They certainly do. Um, my uh, annual trip to the uh, Potter's... Potter's uh, Leisure Centre. Have they tried to make Marvelous. it a bit more rock and roll for the younger audience? That's the way they, they like to... Well, they, now, they got... it depends what you mean by the younger audience. You see, for me, Girls Aloud would be for a younger audience. OK. You know, <laughs> um, because that's what they do. They had a little montage sequence... And they played Calling the Shots by Girls Aloud. OK. Uh, now, I would say yes for the younger audience, but, you know, my daughter, who's 20, 21, you know, Girls Aloud are almost like a remote yeah. group for them. But really man, the target ways. audience for the bowls in the afternoon on BBC Two are thinking, what's this row? They'll be saying, won't they? They will be saying that. They all they... sound the same these days. Yeah, Surely you right. prefer the Crown Green from the Waterloo Hotel or where it was in Blackpool. The, the crown green is, yeah, I, I mean, that? that to me, that I do remember that, and that is proper bowls as far as, yeah. you know. With, with is this rugby blue... union versus rugby league, you think? But it is a bit. It's just a Shouting little bit good like wood. That. Harry Rigsby, what a commentator he was. And he really knows his crown green, doesn't he? Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, this is indoors on the Astro mm. at the Potters Resort. Yes. They are, I mean, they are trying to sex it up a bit. The match I watched was the uh, the women's final, the, uh, yeah, the women's final, Alison Merrion from Guernsey. Right. Um, now, they have a choice of what they wear the uh, they will all remember that row from years ago about the uh, footballers women footballers wearing tighter shorts or whatever yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was who said it but it was uh, somebody from UEFA I think oh, yeah, Set Blatter, it was Set Blatter. Set Blatter. Yeah, so yeah, thought that was the way Blatter. to improve women's football, yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh, how we miss him. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, here you have a, a choice. They can wear either shorts or slacks. So it was slacks. actually shorts versus slacks. Wow. Uh, Alison Merrion from Guernsey, uh, she was in shorts. Yeah. Catherine Rednall from um, somewhere else, she was in uh, slacks. Who won, shorts or so slacks? Was, uh, slacks won, Catherine Rednall. Oh. Uh, at least I didn't watch the end of the match because it, it clashed with tipping point. But, um, <laughs> I love your dedication to this particular slot, Martin. It's great, isn't it? Nothing, so nothing works for thing. tipping point. Mm. You can use the you can use catch up if you like. I know. I've just got yeah. Sky Q, and it's uh, I'm getting fed up with it because unlike you know they said, oh, it's great Sky Q. You can tape everything. Yeah. I don't want everything. I just want the stuff that I want. You'll never yeah, get it watched. Martin, no, precisely. It? In the end, it starts to annoy you because you're yeah. never going to get this annoying. watch. It is annoying. He takes the mickey out of me if I say tape because you don't <laughs> tape <laughs> these days. Do yeah, um, but yeah, they have tried to sex it a little bit. Rishi Prasad, he's he's um, yeah. he's good. He gives it a go, um, and they have a, a pundit as well. The pundit was Sean Honor, who was a Commonwealth uh, gold, Commonwealth Games gold medalist. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do they have Sean uh, Williamson come on? Does he do come on and do a bit of Labby Sifri? Does he come <laughs> on and give us a song? We've not no, no and I that. That was a one-off. He doesn't do that every year. But no. you'd invite him back, Sean, wouldn't you, every year yeah. to do a big song, something mm. inside so strong at the bowls. But yes, that would work. Um, and it's also useful to look at the uh, leisure wear yeah. because they get a good crowd. And I assume that um, people take a little holiday at mm. uh, Potter's because I could see, see the adverts, you know, the Potter's oh, yeah. advertising, uh, have a bowls weekend or a bowls few days or whatever. Yeah. And you look <laughs> round the crowd and they are all... They're not I people... could take a weekend. I'm not sure I could take a few days. Well, I might be bowled out by then. Well, they all seem <laughs> to love the it. They yeah. all seem to love it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you have a look around the audience, it's a good crowd. Yeah. And they're obviously it's leisure wear for people who are not shorts or slacks. 
Um, there's a bit of both, actually. A lot of corduroy. A lot of beige. A lot of, a lot of beige when you look round. Uh, love it green. A lot of love it green. Oh. And you sometimes look round and think, blimey, is Greenwood still going? Um, <laughs> but there, it is a lot of uh, leisure wear for the older people. Now, we're nearly actually. out of time, but very yes, quickly, Bad Sport you watched. Bad Sport, yeah. <clears throat> this is in my uh, ongoing, um, on, ongoing sort of quest to find out more about criminal enterprises. You remember right. last week I was talking about Ponzi schemes? Yeah, yeah. The man who bought cricket. It's Alan Stanford and thinking of starting your own. I understand. Yes, I'm uh, working on that at the moment. Um, <laughs> but this was more about point shaving. This was oh. now. I mean, the the guy. I'll, I'll maybe tell you more about it next week because yeah. it's, it's fascinating to okay. watch. This. Why don't you do that as a little taster? As a little taster, yeah. I want to know why they allow betting on college sports yeah. at such a huge level. Mm. This man, you know, the guy who ended up in prison, but he put half a million pounds in cash yeah. at various bookmakers around uh, Las Vegas. Uh, apparently, if you if you stick to 9,900 at each bookmaker, so it's that old thing, rather mm. like uh, yeah. Yellow Sam, the, uh, you know, Barney Curley, that, mm. going to a load of different... Different uh, casinos and putting money on, but these college kids are paid nothing. I know, you know exactly. They, they're yeah, paid nothing. It's immoral, so if you te- if you're you know, it is just waiting to tempt them into uh, gambling. And they found this this guy Stevie Headache Smith, he's called, who was uh, <laughs> Stevie Headache Smith. Yeah, it's a good nickname. Uh, Fantastic. Well, look, you've whetted our appetite for that. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk more because it's a fascinating program. We will talk more about watching. that. Yeah, and you definitely. can tell us more about how your Ponzi scheme is coming on. Yes, I will. Of course do. not. Of course not. He's not really doing that. And you're back. <laughs> Overnight, yes, live and unleashed. Yeah, absolutely. Between one and six. Between one and six. And I gather there's a bit of my show on. Uh, there is. Of the week. There is a clip. You've got a clip yeah. of the week, but it's not you. Uh, no. it, it's it's well, one of your It's one of my um, balmy listeners. Isn't yeah, it? excellent. It's, uh, one of the yeah. army. Um, thank you, Martin. No uh, you catch Martin overnight uh, tonight in the early hours of uh, tonight, tomorrow morning, etc., and Sunday uh, on Talk Sport. Are you simulcasting still? I eh? talk simulcasting. Sport. Yeah, talk, yeah. Talk, talk, talk radio. Talk, talk radio. Sports, Brilliant. Yeah. Go and check it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So time then to look at some of the non-sporting TV. Uh, as always, with the stars very own Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. Let's have Brighton corner first. Mm. Uh, you've got Leicester got to pick themselves off the floor after that defeat to Spurs the other yes. night. And uh, you go to you go to their place Sunday it's afternoon. Like, it's like with a, a wounded animal. Come yeah. on, Leicester. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you beat because you drew with them. You didn't have to beat. Them Honestly, I've never you. seen a team with every single possible advantage in football, and you still didn't beat us. It was ridiculous. I mean, this is how it works. <laughs> this is how it works. That's that's what Super Brighton is about. And you've got the assistant manager, where Britain's foremost Henry VIII lookalike. Yes, uh, in, fantastic. In the dugout tomorrow. Yeah, you, if you sit directly behind him, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's chicken legs flying all at you. <laughs> <laughs> They're great mutton chops. That's a fantastic yeah. look, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, anyway, Mike, mm. let's look at the. T- and uh, that's enough football. That's enough yes, football enough for football. now. We are talk sport after all. <laughs> yes, and uh, let's turn our attentions instead to tonight's show on Discovery Plus. Yes. Celebrity help. My house is haunted. Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I, just before we start, I have picked out some strange things this week because when we look through the listings, there are times when you think, "Oh, we've talked about that." Let's find something we haven't talked about. Yeah. So yes, uh, Alex Best. It's uh, got a football connection. It though, has. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ex-wife of, of the late George Best, Alex Best, um, who lives in a, a 19th-century ex-farm workers cottage in Surrey right. uh, believes there is a poltergeist moving stuff around wow. uh, mm. so she calls in the experts the paranormalists and such like or whatever the name is um, <laughs> to sort of, is to, that, is that word? celebrity comma help my house is haunted <laughs> yes, <Yeah. I> know. <laughs> celebrity help 
It looks wrong there. I know. Punctuation in titles with celebrity in is always an issue. Yeah. Like, who wants to be a celebrity millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? Question mark. Celeb- anyway. You know, you know. Yeah, I know. Right, anyway. So, yes, um, she calls them in to find out, uh, and there is a story behind the house. And in, in, in fact, it turns out, well, actually, no, I'm not going to tell you what the story is, but stuff has been moving around suspiciously and mysteriously, and she's convinced that it's not George. That's the one Gould thing she does say. Who do you think you are? Is it? Who do you think you are? Is it? Is it kind of night vision... Yes. Screaming. Oh yeah, yes. People yes. There's a, an awful lot of that. Is those cam- of that? Those cameras doing that thing. Where so you get nothing goes on. It's very quiet, and you suddenly hear ah. And then, and what was that? I'm yeah. sure I felt something hit me. It's on the funny, head. isn't it? That yeah. You never go in and say, "We've had a look around." Actually, no, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. You that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're a paranormalist, yes. you're not going to go no, in and say nothing, that. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. well, what time's that on? There's a call-out charge. Well, this is actually a streaming thing. Oh, okay. So this is streaming available from today. So it's hot mm. off the press. And is it a series or something? There's do six one of them. Week? Yeah, there's, 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 there's uh, Charlotte. I mean, they've got some big names. They've got Charlotte Crosby off, you know, off Geordie Shaw. Oh, okay. On there wow. as well. And um, Toy, Toya. Uh, Toya Wilcox. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Well, um, Tremendous. She she's, thinks there's a... I'm not even going to do the obvious joke with the Toya thing. So anyway, let's move on to something else. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, yes, it's a mystery, <laughs> really, of course she does. better than that. Not much, but a bit. Uh, too Hot to Handle, season three on yes, Netflix. This has just come on to Netflix this weekend. This is the one where it, p- people sign up for this show thinking they're on a sort of Love Island-style dating show, yeah. and they get there, and a few hours into the into the into their journey... Um, it's suddenly announced to them that that's not the show. They've actually signed up for Too Hot to Handle season three. They obviously haven't seen season, seasons one and two to figure it out for themselves. Uh, a show where you must not do any of that stuff. The prize is, uh, it, it depends on you doing absolutely nothing. You have to develop deep, meaningful spiritual relationships oh, yes. and no, nothing physical. And yeah. anyone who breaks that rule uh, means the prize money just drops quite plunges almost no yeah. hanky panky i think is there. hanky panky oh i should have used that yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanky, great the phrase hanky panky brought back into the vernacular <laughs> yes, by, yes. by annie jacobs <laughs> um so price fund two hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars is the price fund uh yeah. yes and there's a, it's a, uh, some brits there and some americans there and the guy yeah. from south africa now we, we must talk uh not much going on this good documentary the alpinist on sky documentaries on saturday night but we'll yeah. move on because yeah. trigger point is a big show for itv on sunday night in that uh, in the line of duty mm. slot with a lot of line of duty uh, connections F- feel to it yes yeah, absolutely Vicky McClure and Adrian Lester very good cast Adrian Lester yeah of course and Hustle I still miss Hustle I used to love Hustle mm. and uh, Vicky McClure as you say from like, Line of Duty and uh, I, I'm sure everyone's seen they've, they've trailed this for weeks now so mm. you see the trailer of her and all the gear and it feels as, as if you're watching sort of uh, an action scene from Line of Duty mm. the key difference this is about the uh, the Met Police's um, bomb disposal squad uh, and the counter-terrorism unit etc etc but it's very much action-based. So whereas mm. on Line of Duty, there'll be a long 20-minute sort of sequence of people just in the interrogation room, and it's all very... The dialogue is very, very sort of intense and measured, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Here, it's all action. It's very much like, you know, I, I guess watching casualty or something or you know, london's burning you know something where it's all about what's going to happen what's around the next corner you know uh you're on the edge of the seat you know if you, you get the wire cutters out and all, all the tension you'd expect from the setup etc um so it's not danger uxb because that was world war Two, i think wasn't it, it? Yeah, it was yeah. right. the character names are on aren't they vicky plays frontline officer lana washington who doesn't yes. sound like a copper at all like a hollywood well, star okay. and adrian lester so colleague Joel Nutkins, obviously known as Squirrel in the dressing room. <laughs> Terry, yeah. yeah. And there is, a, there is a bit of bomb squad banter. I mean, the, the, if, if you watch it, you'll see... But I think if you were in the bomb squad, you'd need a bit of banter, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, there is a, 
there is. I mean, I can't decide whether it's a bit sort of they lay it on a bit thicker at the start, but you know, they're obviously trying to say, well, these are more. There's more to these people. They are three-dimensional people. So the relationship between these two, who their backstory is, they work together in Afghanistan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so they go back a while. But there's sort of, there's a few jokey bits, and then the jokey bits suddenly switch to something really, really dark in in a split second. Oh. So it works well. Mm. Sounds good. Um, Vicky McClure will be on with a uh, rather half Johnny Owen on Tough Sunday morning and Mark Webster, of course. And so you'll find out more about the show Trigger Point. Uh, that's uh, ITV1, 9pm on Sunday. Just a very quick word for another documentary, Sky Documentaries, Red Elvis. Can you, we haven't got long, but can you explain? Yes, this is Sunday this night, is? 9 o'clock, Sky Documentaries. I, I didn't know anything about this, but this is a guy um, who became a big star in the, in the, uh, in the Soviet bloc, an American guy mm-hmm. um, called Dan Reed, who um, uh, basically went over there and became a sort of idol and a sort of counter-propaganda idol. He used to do cover versions, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera, uh, and he met a sticky end under very suspicious circumstances mm. um was this in point. the 60s so no he, he basically no he died in 1986 right okay so wow. he was he was basically it was a huge star over there uh never denounced america but went on american pro about six weeks before he died he went on america's 60 minutes and um you know, said some things about ronald reagan and oh. and you know defended the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan and all sorts of so basically you know the propaganda and the Cold War and all that aspect of it was he a victim of something deeply sinister oh. underneath it all so it's an interesting story yes yeah, yeah. nine o'clock on Sunday night on Sky Documentaries and the responder on Monday with Martin Freeman I saw him talk about this on Graham yes. Norton yeah. it looks a good show but yeah. he said he'd studied for the part and I was thinking yes Stephen Graham yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh meow. it's good though it's Monday yeah. night and Tuesday night next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, Mike. Have a good weekend. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. The Mike Ward there from the star with all the non-sporting tennis. And that is us. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, uh, pouring over Chelsea v Spurs and all the other big games this weekend. And the cricket, of course, got two T20 internationals for you. Live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 over the weekend at 8 o'clock, both on Saturday and Sunday, plus all the live football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back on Monday. Aren't we? Oh, well, yeah. Big, international week next week. We'll probably have some <clears throat> crackpot local newspaper well, we're stories there. Chelsea and Spurs to pour over. We right? have, yeah. We'll have plenty to talk about Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the games. Uh, we bring you lots of commentaries here on TalkSport. Plus the cricket, don't forget, on TalkSport 2 uh, tomorrow night. Do hope you can join us on Monday from 1. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available at 4. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.